So today in the expanding of the instructions, we will include what's known as the difficult person, traditionally known as the enemy, but that seems a little strong, even though it may feel like that, you may have that relationship with some people. And the difficult person is a very interesting place in the practice in that we get to really work with and expand the field of who we normally include in our field of kindness. So often, so easily, we can get into conflict with people, even people who might normally be in our benefactor category or dear friend category, um, and the relationship turns for whatever reason. Um, And so uh, rather than continue the stream of reactivity that we can ordinarily get into, the, the meta practice in this category is an invitation to see if you can hold uh, people in your life that you're having difficulty with or struggle with, um, with kindness, with openness, with warmth, even though even it doesn't mean to say that we're uh, denying the reality of what difficulty or conflict or pain there might be in that relationship, but it, it's suggesting that we can also still keep this person in our heart, still have some warmth, still wish them well. So... Um, So it's an interesting place to practice, and I found this very interesting to see how I may have had difficulty or conflict with friends, particularly, or colleagues, and get into a certain rut or a certain way of seeing them, a certain reactivity, and, you know, it's so easy to box them into, you know, who they are and what their problem is and how it's their fault and, you know, them, them, them. And then bringing them into the meta practice And what I find is it helps me see them in a different light. It's like, yes, this may be true. This may be happening. This is difficult. And, oh, they're a human being. They want to be happy. Oh, yeah, they suffer just like me. And often the way that we act out, both ourselves and others, the acting out and the the reactivity is usually coming from suffering. So it helps me to see them in a different light and helps me to sort of find the channel of connection, find a channel of warmth. So, um, so as in terms of the practice, um, as we've suggested moving f- uh, in the, or doing the practice in the easiest way possible, we don't choose our number one arch rival enemy of all time, uh, whether that's political or personal. Um, we start with someone who's mildly difficult for us. So when we say the difficult person, they're not inherently difficult. It's just we're having difficulty with them at this present time. <laughs> so other people, and I like to reflect on this, other people may love them. I think of you know, their, <laughs> their parents who may adore them and their partner who also might love them and children or friends. And just because I find them difficult <laughs> doesn't mean to say that they are a difficult person. <laughs> so it usually says more about us than it says about them, as you know. So anyhow, that said, so we start with finding somebody mildly difficult, mildly irritating, or having a little conflict with. Sometimes it's someone here on the retreats. For whatever reason, they wear the wrong color jacket, and you, you've labeled them as that kind of person. And so that, maybe that's a good person to start with. Someone relatively easy. Um, <clears throat> and then over time, we can include more challenging people in our lives. So, but in the context of the retreat, the invitation is to start gently and see how it goes. So sometimes we introduce a difficult person and we find there's a surprising connection and warmth. Other times we invite them in and there's just, it triggers that knee-jerk reactivity, hatred, pain, you know, often the opposite of uh, matter, hatred, or cruelty, or, or just caught in the story. So um, just like with, a, with the good friend, it's easy to get caught in the story. So it is with a difficult person. So being watchful of that. Notice when you get, if you get too triggered and too reactive, let that person, if, I mean, come back to the phrases if you can. Come back to the practice if you can. If you can't, if you get too reactive, 
too triggered in the story or the painful feelings, then come back to an easier place. Come back to yourself, because in that moment you're the one who's activated and triggered and hurting. Start there, move to, say, a friend or benefactor, and then see if, when, when when you feel balanced enough, then reintroduce the difficult person. So don't feel like, oh no, today is the difficult category phase. We have to be with this person all day. <laughs> We're not chaining you to this. So little short doses, and you know, we've talked about resourcing. Whenever you get too triggered and activated or reactive, you just come back to something that's simple. You come back to your body, you come back to your breath. If you really get overwhelmed, you can just be with what's happening with mindfulness, with presence, feel it in the body, breathe with it. Let it do its thing, let it come and go. When there's some balance, come back to the meta practice. So it's a learning, it's a learning process, learning how to uh, bring this quality of pre- kind presence into more challenging areas of our lives. And this really is what serves us so much when we go back into our lives, where no doubt we will have some difficulty with some people at some time. <laughs> if not a lot of difficulty. So um, it's training us, just like the mindfulness practice and the meditation, trains us how to be with these situations. It's a very important skill. So, and then um, another category that we'll introduce today is um, uh, groups of people. So we're expanding from individuals to groups, or with pairs or opposites, they, it's often called. So, and these can be uh, um, any kind of uh, pairings that you find useful. So for some people it might be uh, you wishing meta, and these are much more uh, expansive categories. So they include perhaps all beings or, um, not all beings, we can do that tomorrow, but um, <laughs> don't do all beings, God, please. <laughs> Let's keep it contained here. <laughs> So perhaps you do all children and all elders. That would be one category. All those who are sick and all those who are healthy. All those who are happy and all those who are in in pain, like we did with a good friend. So you can come up with your own uh, groups, but you can use those, young ones and elders, those who are happy, those who are unhappy, those who are sick, those who are healthy. Uh, those you know, those you don't know, uh, humans and non-humans, all the, all the, the, the non-human world, the creatures, the animals, the, the insects, the beings of the sea and the sky. Um, so, um, so we'll go through the different categories, the difficult person, and then to these uh, groups, opposites, pairings, uh, to get a sense of that uh, more expansive, boundless quality of meta, and again, this is a very interesting place to work because um, we're we're focusing on groups of people and beings that we may not know, may not have that much contact with. So it requires a little more imagination and um, creativity. How you connect? How do you connect with all children everywhere, all elders everywhere? It requires a certain you know, maybe you, maybe you reflect on one or two people in that category to help you get a sense of the, the expense. So play with it. Uh, take some time today and tomorrow to um, see how it is for you to imagine expanding this field of warmth and friendliness outwards to to more boundless dimension. Okay, so let's do the practice. So sitting comfortably, sitting at ease, or as much ease as you can. Starting with yourself. taking some moments to really establish connection with yourself, with your heart. 
and that genuine wish for you to be happy.
Now extending metta to your benefactor. Now for a good friend.
And now to a neutral person. Now calling to mind someone whom you're having difficulty with at this time. Again, remembering to choose someone who's not overwhelmingly difficult. Inviting this person in, remembering they too wish to be happy.
Sometimes I add the phrase, just as I wish to be safe, may you too be safe. Just as I wish to be happy, may you too be happy. mindful of not getting lost in thoughts and stories about this person, staying with the simplicity of phrases. If you get too triggered in some way, reactive, you can always come back to yourself, begin again.
And lastly, extending metta out to groups of people, paths, all children, all elders. all those who are sick, those who are healthy. All humans, all creatures. Taking time just with one particular category. So as the practice develops, you see there's a lot of different 
stages and categories of people. And so um, just make sure when you practice today that you make enough time to include the difficult person and these categories, uh, just so you get a good sense of how to work with them today. So questions about your practice, especially those last phases we did? Yes, in the back. Mm-hmm. So the question's about uh, whether she can chant the phrases just like we chant the, the meta chant in the evening. Some people find that helpful to chant. Some people, there's, there's more of a melodic rhythm that comes with the phrases. My only caveat to that is to watch you don't just get in the sing-song of it and actually disconnect with the, what's happened with the, with the meaning of it. You know, so I have, I have a couple of tunes myself and I can get into a little lullaby with myself. <laughs> Yeah, it's all very happy, but I'm not really connecting with the meaning or the person. I'm just in my lullaby. So as long as that's, there's mindfulness about that, it's fine. Yeah. So first, you do, um, in one sitting, is it like, um, I'm watching that I have to get through all of the many stages a couple? Mm-hmm. So the question's about whether... She's noticing she's having to rush through all these different categories and can she just stay with the couple? You can be absolutely flexible and creative. And so uh, sometimes you'll find you'll do a sit and you're just with yourself and somebody else. Sometimes you, you're able to get through them all. So just, yeah, be, be attuned to what's appropriate. And um, uh, sometimes it can feel too rushed. If it feels rushed, then take time to do different categories. Do couple in one session, a couple in the other. But, but it's always helpful to start with an easy category to start with, whatever that is for you, whether it's self or benefactor or friend, before moving on to the other ones. Okay. Yeah. When working with a pair at the end, are you also walking through uh, which one is engaged, which one is be happy, or are you just kind of holding that? I mean, are you seeing just one pair? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So questions about the pairs and whether to doing many pairs or just focusing on one pair and doing many phrases or just one. Again, it's up to you and also depends on the length of time that you want to give to it. So you may take a whole sitting and that's all you do. And you just go very carefully through different pairs that come to mind with the, some from the, the ones I mentioned, enlightened and unenlightened ones or the ones in the, in the, chant, in the chant in the evening. Um, so just feel into it. And, uh, sometimes I just use one phrase for a particular category of people. Sometimes I go through and say all the phrases for each group. Um, sometimes I'll stay with a group for quite a period of time. Sometimes I'll move through more quickly. So it just varies depending on my energy and the connection and the focus. So experiment see what, whether it's helpful just to use one phrase or go through all the phrases. Uh, there's no right way to do it. You know? And you also notice that some of the pairings, they're not equal in size. You know, enlightened ones and unenlightened ones is slightly <laughs> skewed. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so, so take today as an, as an experiment to see what works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the question is about when doing the pairs, like those who are being born, those who are about to die, does she do them together with the, the phrase, say the phrases for them together or, or separately? I prefer to do them separately to really focus on the distinction because they're very distinct categories. So, and I have more sense of a connection. Otherwise, it feels a little too amorphous for me. So I find it's just like with all of the categories, 
the important piece is to connect with the, the, the people you're sending it to. Otherwise, it just becomes more abstract. Okay, good. <laughs> Two for one. <laughs> the practice of loving kindness, um, you mentioned the practice from wording last night for compassion, and I'm sure there's some words for sympathetic joy. Mm-hmm. How about equanimity? <clears throat> there are many phrases for equanimity. Um, the phrase that I like to use that's a simple phrase is things are as they are. Things are as, as they are. No matter how I wish them to be, no matter how I wish you to be, things are as they are. We could um, post some phrases. I think later we could we have a list of phrases somewhere. We could make them up. <laughs> we'll make them up. Uh, so another, another phrase that's more traditional, tra- traditional is with equanimity, no matter what I wish for you, because the Brahma-Vihara practice is that they're a kind of a wishing practice in some way. No matter what I wish for you, um, uh, things are as they are. Your 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 life will unfold according to uh, the consequences of your actions. That's a little more complicated. So things are as they are. You know. We'll post some variations of that. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the questions about um, wishing meta for somebody who has a terminal illness and using the phrase, uh, may you hold this, may you hold yourself with ease or the suffering with ease. Um, <clears throat> so that I, I, it sounds like there was a couple of questions in that. Um, so one is about uh, the specificity of phrases for a person in a, in this in this particular condition is that was that part of the question or was it more just about the the the, the quality of ease and what that means? Because the phrases don't feel relevant to her situation? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so sometimes it's true that we do uh, have people in mind, and this is a good example, when someone is, has an illness or terminal illness where the, th- there is an inclination to make the phrase more specific. So I would, I would just get clear about what phrases you're going to use for her rather than thinking about it in the moment. Just say, okay, I'm going to use these two phrases for this particular person. And then, so you can adapt. So rather than thinking about it in the context of the meditation, actually just get clear what your phrases are and then use them for her or him specifically. So, and then with the ease, um, um, and I use that in the context of compassion practice, but it's also may also be with equanimity practice where, um, in that particular situation, saying may you be healthy doesn't feel so attuned, but may you hold whatever you're going through with ease feels just more appropriate. We do, it's called life. <laughs> and, uh, and, and while I know that 
I say my own happiness um, can really be like the greatest gift to people. So other people are suffering, to my own suffering, and so on. Like when I'm in, sometimes when I'm confronted with suffering, happiness seems to be wrong. Like it seems like I should be happy hmm. when all the suffering is going on. Yeah. Yeah, so the question or the comment is about happiness and feeling a reflection that when he's looking at or faced with the reality of the suffering in the world, it doesn't feel okay to be happy. And that's a common feeling um, that uh, either guilt comes or unworthiness or you know, many different feelings, given the reality we know of, of, you know, a lot of the people and beings living on this planet, their existence is really difficult, hard, struggle. And um, uh, and yet, and yet, no one else's suffering is aided by us also suffering. Yeah, it just doesn't support anybody for us to also be miserable just because the people are suffering. We can be compassionate. That is a really skillful response. We can have love in our hearts. We can have kindness in our hearts. We can have the desire to help and relieve suffering. That is a beautiful response. And um, part of what is also true about life is happiness. There is, you know, it, it's one of the mysteries of being in this world. There's tremendous suffering and horror and pain and devastation. And it's also true that these flowers are blooming and it's minus 10 outside. You know? <laughs> and that we have joy in our hearts. Even in the midst of a very painful episode in our lives, we can walk outside and feel the sunlight and be touched. And there's a moment of joy. Yeah, so it's like, it's all of it. All of it's true, relevant, uh, appropriate. And, um, and it's one of the mysteries we hold as human beings, that we can have incredible happiness when there's incredible suffering, or we can be incredibly miserable when we have so much abundance. I mean, both are true. So, um, but I would say, you know, I, I, I at some point take some time to reflect on this, because it's an important question, but to see that um, uh, that just because of the existence of suffering and pain, uh, and again, back to my original point, is not served by the rest of us feeling depressed. You know, there's, 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 there's room and there's a need for joy and happiness in this, in this realm. So, okay, there's a, there's a lot I could say about that, but I have to stop. So. <laughs> okay, so a couple of announcements. Um, we really like people during the meditations, if you can, arrive on time and stay for the duration of the sitting. Uh, as, as the retreat deepens, we're in this you know, very quiet part of the retreat, people's meditation often is much quieter and deeper, and so it really supports the meditation here if we can all stay in the hall for the full duration, unless, of course, there's a, an emergency. Um, and then we have another day of interviews today, meetings, individual meetings with all of you, and we'll have one more day tomorrow, so if your name's not on the board today, don't worry, we'll see you tomorrow. Um, and again, just be mindful of the time, um, since we have a lot of people to see. Um, and to, uh, the way I like to, for people to come in the interview is to uh, say a little about your practice, what's happening in the meta practice as you sit and you walk, and any questions that you might have, and, and ask the burning questions first. Don't leave it to the last minute for the deep burning existential angst question. <laughs> okay. All right. Have a lovely day of practice. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.